0: What's up, podcast? Today, we have Dr. Jen, who is a doctor of physical therapy, and she is sharing with us today how we can heal our bodies from pain. That can be your low back pain, your shoulder pain, your knee pains. All of these pains that we feel throughout the day, Dr. Jen has been treating her patients and helping them recover from pain and regain their body's mobility and helping her patients really connect to their bodies so this episode is super cool and she shares some great information. A quick word from our sponsor Metalita. Metalita has been my go-to for the last two years guys. I've been wearing their scrubs, their white coats, their jackets and they make the best gifts. So if you want to send someone a custom embroidered gift, if they are a hospital worker or a professional, they are going to love these. You can use the discount code BEYONDMEDICINE20 to get 20% off your next purchase. We hope you enjoy it.
1: So hi, I'm Jen and I am a doctor of physical therapy out here in LA. And I've definitely taken on a non-traditional route to physical therapy by... I work one on one with clients at a gym now. So I'm not going through insurance. I'm not at your typical clinic. I don't have any of the fancy modalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really just have my table, my tools and me and the client. And it's way I've found it way more connecting to be able to work with people one on one in that mind in that area and that um Arena, and it's been really amazing. And then also, I have online programs and online content just through social media where I help guide people in a different kind of way to be able to get back into their own bodies without having to see someone like me or. To prevent having to see someone like me would be the goal. It's really more about prevention and what we're doing for our bodies on a daily basis is how I'm trying to empower people of getting back to this amazing body that we have. And it's not just about sweating it out and it's not just about, (laughs) you know, all these other things, but really finding the compassion to slow it down sometimes and take care of it
0: that's so cool i I follow a lot of your content and you know just the stuff that you put out is so interesting and so um there's so much value to it because like you just did this uh challenge too and i was too embarrassed to do it because i (laughs) failed miserably where you put the you put the water uh bottle on your head and you try to go down and i was like you know i'm gonna try and record this and it was humiliating so i didn't post it um but i thought that was really cool so dr jen uh Can you tell us just, you know, what sparked your interest in, you know, physical therapy and becoming a doctor of physical therapy?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I always, I think my continued hunt to ask why Mm -hmm. and, and continue to understand the body and movement has always guided me into, I think physical therapy would be the route, the correct route for me because, um, after I competed in gymnastics, I actually I taped my ankle like all the time because I sprained it and I wore wrist guards on my wrist and I got little, uh, you know, luckily knock on wood, I got little injuries. Unlike most of the gymnasts out there who really hurt themselves, I got like a fractured thumb and I sprained my wrist and my ankle, but that was it. And, and I pulled hip flexors and different things, but you didn't, I didn't go to physical therapy. Like that wasn't really a thing. As much as common as it is, I think, for young athletes to be able to have that kind of help and support nowadays, I think Mm -hmm. it's increased the awareness, which is amazing. But back then, I didn't go through physical therapy or anything, but it was you just kind of tape it up or you rest, you do conditioning for that day, and you just continue on. Mm -hmm. But once I graduated and... I started working at a as a gymnastics coach. So this was after high school. I started teaching gymnastics and I would tape ankles and I would do all these things, but I'd be like, but why am I taping the ankle? <laughs> what more can I actually be doing to help someone? And then I dabbled in Pilates, got into Pilates, loved it. But again, it was like, why am I modifying movement? Okay. Their back hurts and their knee hurts. I know how to modify around it so that we don't hurt it in the workout, but why am I doing this and why did this happen? And and is there more that I could be doing? So it was that constant search of wanting to know why that really guided me into uh, going beyond just kinesiology and beyond anything else that I wanted to really dive into people's bodies
0: mm-hmm.
1: and see movement, feel movement, understand movement in that way. Um, I definitely didn't want to go down the MD route of surgery or anything, not a huge fan of blood. So I was like, let's see after (laughs) post-surgery.
0: You went the smart (laughs)
1: route. (laughs) I let you deal with all that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was just something that I just felt, it really spoke to me the best, and no matter what it took, of how many times I had to apply, or if how many loans it would have, it just like those things never seemed to hinder me. Mm-hmm. I would, and I've never been a school person. I've never been like, yay, school, but it was just kind yeah. of like, well, what I'm you right there do. with you.
0: Somehow, yeah. I ended up yeah. becoming a doctor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you went a really long route.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. um. That's so cool. And you know what's really interesting is that most of the time we don't really... So with us, we, when we think of physical therapy, when we refer uh, our patients to physical therapy, we don't think of it in the sense that in, in, the, in the way that you're practicing uh, physical therapy. Because we usually refer patients out for physical therapy to either get ba- better from an injury or to recover from a stroke. And just for uh, so many different re- reasons, and really, it's to bring people back to their functionality. That's our ultimate goal—to right. um, make people functional again. And to see the work that you're doing, and and kind of being preemptive and helping people not only recover but keeping people from getting injured, helping people heal their pain, and uh, really having that um, preemptive strike against uh, you know losing your body's mobility and fighting pain off. And I think that's so cool. And that's part of one of my goals with this podcast is to really go beyond the norms uh, of medicine. And this is such an important part of medicine because, you know, my goal as a primary, as a primary care trainee right now um, is to keep people healthy. I don't want people to come to me. I want people to stay healthy. And that's going to be one of my biggest goals. So that's really what I want to uncover from you and, and, and the ways that you're able to do that. So mm-hmm. I guess my question is, what are the most common reasons you see patients or the most common people that you're starting to work with?
1: Yeah, so nowadays, since I'm out of the clinic, I would say it's most people who are active or wanting to stay active and in their life, but they're finding some imbalances that are continue to come up with them. Or like, it's like I've had continued shoulder pain. It doesn't really go away. I'll go away for sometimes and then it comes back. Or I've had this aching back and I've gone to different people and it's helped here and there, but nothing's actually been able to get rid of the pain. So I would say it's, it's almost like chronic occurrences of pain that is a lot of people that I see or people just not feeling balanced within their body and feeling like something is off and wanting to just learn about it. Um, which has been really amazing because then I get people in who really want to do the work and are really they've been other places, they've been to other chiropractors or physical therapists and they're just not seeing the results that they really want to feel within their bodies and so they're really willing to do the work. But I've also still had people who you got to get them back into the why that some exercises would be important, why they make sense, why they're really going to work for your body in order for people to put them and implement them into their lives. And I think I've heard that as a common thing amongst a lot of practitioners and clinicians. It's like, well, they didn't continue to do the work, so that's on them. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, it's, it's, really, it's really on us. It's really as on us as a clinician to, to be able to bring them back into the why and bring them back into their bodies in order to, for <coughs> them to see why it would be worth it and for them to see why it would be something that they would want to integrate into their lives. And so it's something that I've continued to take on as a constant journey for myself to get people back into their own bodies and understand their own why for themselves. Not why I'm Mm -hmm. telling them to do it, but why they think it's important. And when I continue to focus on that, you know, I think it continues to bring success to people and um, continues to open up for who I can work with. So it becomes really exciting.
0: You said something really interesting, and that's, you know, you want people to know, find their why. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I just started reading this book called Start With Why Start with why with, by Simon Sinek. <laughs> yep. And literally everything you just said, and it, that book put into perspective for me how important your why is. And it's more about, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of business, but in terms yeah. of your own self, it's just so important. It's the driving force behind everything. That's mm-hmm. just so cool. It's funny that you brought that up. Um, but, yeah, find, finding the why is super important for, pati- mm-hmm. for patients. And uh, um, I guess a common complaint that we see in the practice and a big problem right now in society is pain, pain management. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had things like the opioid crisis, um, that's, the opioid epidemic that's been happening for the last, you know, Twenty years, I'd say, and yeah. has gotten consistently worse. And I just did an interview with an orthopedic surgeon who's been trying to fix this whole mess. Um, but there are a lot, there are a lot of different kinds of practitioners who are really trying to address this and uh, trying to find other ways to heal people people from their pain. And I guess what I want to really get out to people and to patients and to people suffering from pain is that there are options for you, and there are you know, we like to go down in the, in the medical community. We like to think of things as like, a we like to put band-aids on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what you're doing is really important because you're getting to the root cause of things. Um, yeah, that's, and that's always that's what the I'm
1: most, trying to get back to. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. And so patients that come to you with pain, um, let's say I have some really bad knees. I have some really bad shoulders. What can you do to help, to help me?
1: So, we really look at the body as a whole. Um, So, no matter what is injured, I'm like, okay, shoes and socks off, let's take a look. And I look at person as a whole just in terms of how they're standing because that alone can give you a lot of feedback. Not in posture because I'm not, I'm also not a person who hammers in like you have to stand up perfectly and you have to be in this one stiff position because I don't think we're, we're robots. Even if we're standing statically, we're always constantly shifting and moving. So your body's never at rest. So, but I look at it in a terms of giving people feedback. I say, where can you feel like your feet are standing? Do you feel like you're, you're, pressure is more on one foot more than the other? Do you feel like you're leaning? Do you feel like you're on the inside, on the outside? Is it, that alone can give people a lot of perspective into what's leading up into the body. So say you're more standing towards your toes, you're off your heels and you're kind of more into the forefoot. That also probably means that your whole body is leaning forward and what is happening along the way that kind of leads into that compensation. So could you be, you know, standing, Toward your toes, which is causing your anterior pelvic tilt, which is causing you to breathe up and through your chest, and causing that posterior tilt in your in your rib cage, which then makes your shoulder blades not work well along the rib cage, and then leads to like crappy shoulder movement and shoulder pain, or hip pain or knee pain because your hips are now constantly in that forward that forward position and putting a lot of pressure and you're leading into your quads all the time. So there's there's things that we can look at as a normal, what your body is used to going into just at rest when you're standing and how it's walking that I can start giving people that feedback of feeling it within themselves. Can you feel that? Can you see where you're leaning? Do you see how that can cause this up the chain mm-hmm. and getting people back into their own bodies of starting to understand what's happening really helps so that I can be like, we're going to do this weird foot breathing exercise that's actually going to help with your shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they know how to connect it. They know why they're doing that. And, and typically, they'll start to feel it. They'll start to feel like if we do that foot breathing thing, they stand up and they're like, oh, yeah, I feel I'm shifting back the other way. Yep. And because I can lead that up and through the body, they understand how that's going to connect ultimately to their shoulder pain.
0: Interesting, I can totally relate to this because you know, in the in the U.S., there are two types of physicians. There are the medical doctors and doctors of osteopathic medicine. So mm-hmm. myself, I'm a doctor of osteopathic medicine, which is the same thing as an MD. Just mm-hmm. we learn, um, we also learn osteopathic principles, uh, manipulative medicine, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of what you're talking about, uh, the mechanics of the body and how the structure and function work together, and uh, that's honestly one of our core principles yet we hardly ever practice it just because the way that medicine is right now there's it's really hard for like today i had to see 45 patients
1: exactly there's no time in a typical clinic for a physical therapy office either i wouldn't be able to do that full screen there's no way
0: yeah so so yeah i totally agree and i think that's an important part definitely um because You know, we might, I might see somebody with some, you know, chest pain and they might not know, we might immediately think they need to work up for, you know, cardiac issues. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When really that chest pain could be a rib, could be, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, something wrong with their sternum, it could be something wrong with their uh, respiratory mechanism. Uh, There's so many things that can be, uh, you know, misread, like just missed. And, uh, I really believe in that. So, could you just could you give like a specific example of someone who, who you've seen come in, come to you with some kind of pain, and how you were able to get them through that?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many instances. Um, the number one thing that I love bringing people back to, and where I start everyone out, is just assessing the breath and how the breath is working. Because a lot of times, especially when you're talking about chronic pain, people are so locked up in their bodies and they're beating themselves up. Why do I still have pain? Why is this still happening? Why is this? And they just are constantly, it's a negative conversation that's constantly happening in the brain. And it's also a very strenuous, stress-filled state of being at all times. So most people are not tapping into their parasympathetic system on a regular basis at all. Mm And so one kind for, for, for patients
0: who are listening. I mean, you you mm-hmm. said they're not tapping into their parasympathetic system. Yeah. What does that
1: mean? That means they're not getting back into that rest and relax state. Perfect. And when we're in that, you know, that stressful go 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 state of like everything is on high alert, on high guard, like someone's going to scare you at any moment, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it re- it's releasing more cortisol throughout the body. That's going to go into the nerves and like kind of heighten that sensitivity. So any touch, any feeling, any sensation is going to be heightened. So you can imagine having pain all the time. Your nerves are just always a little bit more sensitized than they, than they could be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had a woman and she has had pain for five years in her back, just constantly can barely get up off the table. Just things are not well. And we laid on the table. I mean, I'm doing light soft tissue on her. I guarantee what I'm doing for soft tissue is not what's helping relieve the pain. And, Mm -hmm. and we're, but what I, had her do while I'm working on her is really work on her breath. And so as she's laying down with her legs propped comfortably and I'm working on her, on her lower body, um, she's going through breath work, making sure that she's starting to breathe and through her lower abdomen and rib cage area rather than her upper rib cage area and getting her out of her chest. And as she's thinking about that and kind of retraining the diaphragm. She all of a sudden starts crying. She was like, I don't have pain. And she was like, this doesn't happen. This has never happened. Wow. And it was just from allowing that moment. Now, will that last? No. Will we still have to do mobility and strengthening and all this other stuff to mm-hmm. maintain? Of course. But now she has a baseline that she knows it's okay. Mm-hmm. And she's not broken. Yeah. Which is everything. It's yeah. everything to know that your body is not broken. You're you're okay. You're strong. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Yeah. And there is relief that we can find for you. Yeah.
0: That just I just want to interrupt real quick because that just reminded me of something that is so uh I think is so important and that's just the power of healing um through touch, through supporting someone, just like that psychological component of, you know, putting your hand on someone's shoulder and letting them breathe and letting them feel like, you know, you're there for them. That alone yeah. can do wonders for people. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. It's probably one of the main, probably why she had such a prof- profound experience with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is the connection and the ability to allow someone to feel safe and feel like the space is open.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so what were some of the next steps that you did with her?
1: Um, Then we really just, we, we do dive back into, okay, what is not working very effectively and efficiently that we can go into. So, for that, for her particularly, um, I look at some basic, like, how is the diaphragm working with the core and the pelvic floor? How can we have that work a little bit in, into stability? And then mm-hmm. what can we do around your hips and your feet that work on the mobility aspect to get things balanced up into the body? So all of that together kind of helps support.
0: Awesome. So I was look- So when I was just kind of looking on your Instagram and Uh, seeing some of the exercises you do. I'm sure you get tons of people just messaging you saying, you know, you've helped me with this and you've helped me with that. And, uh, you know, like, what's probably like, do you have any specific examples of someone that may have reached out to you just because of a certain exercise that you showed them how to do or something like that?
1: Um, Yeah, I've had people who say, like, their shoulder pain's gotten better, their back pain's gotten better. And um, some of those have just been through purely social media, which is crazy. That means Mm -hmm. they randomly picked a video and it worked for them. (laughs) Um, I think the most meaningful are the ones that I've gotten so many responses of people increasing not only mobility, but... They've, because they've increased mobility, they've moved into a new weight class in um, their weightlifting and competing because Mm. they're able to squat lower or like deadlift in a better position, which I think is so amazing. And so just it's proof that you don't need one or the other, it's both. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so that was really special because she did the mobility method and, um, went through like her own mobility restrictions. And then someone else, you know, his jitsu improved because he increased his mobility in that functional way. And then someone else, she said she's been through a host of chiropractors, PTs, all these things throughout the years. And she did the mobility method for eight weeks and found relief of pain in her back. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's those kinds of things that like really speak to me and it just, it means so, so much. It's pretty incredible.
0: Hey guys, I'm going to interrupt this podcast real quick to talk about Metalita's Ionic Men's Scrub Jacket. I love this jacket. It's sporty, it's innovative, and it just looks really good to wear with scrubs. So I want to recommend that you get this jacket if you are a medical professional because you will literally love it. You can get your credentials embroidered on it, and it makes a great, great gift. So if you want 20% off, you can use the discount code Beyond Medicine 20 for 20% off. Now, back to the episode. That's amazing. So you mentioned the, mobi- the mobility method. What mm-hmm. exactly is that?
1: So that's the program that I created to give people a foundation that they can go to on their own. Um, You know, I, I feel like a lot of times we think about moving our body and sweating and getting into these hard workouts, but people are kind of forgetting that baseline foundational layer of where we should be moving into, especially when we're thinking of the modern society that we live in. If we're sitting at a desk all day long, eight hours a day, and then we're thinking, okay, let me do this quick hard workout and lift these weights for periods at a time, maybe three times a week, of course there's going to be breakdown. Of course there's going to be some issues. And and just stretching and doing these little things for like (laughs) 10 to 30 seconds at a time is just not cutting it. And we're not putting our body in its full range of motion. And so getting people back into the idea of like... Listen, our foundation is probably getting cut off because of our society, which is, that's just what it is. Yep. We want to make everyone more comfortable and sit in comfortable chairs and comfortable cars. and But we're, we're sitting all day long and we're not getting our bodies into these full ranges of motion. And it, it mm-hmm. has been studied to show that, you know, in other cultures and other religions where they get down onto the floor multiple times a day Absolutely. so that they can pray, yeah. they actually have lower case of osteoarthritis, Mm -hmm. which is incredible. And and a lot of people, they have it in their mind of like, it would probably be worse because they have to get down and get back up, but it's actually Mm -hmm. better because they're putting their bodies in that full range of motion and able to achieve that. So when you have that foundation, it's really easy to then build upon. It's really easy to then prevent injury, be able to go into these strengthening programs and not get injured. And so I really wanted people to be able to one, assess themselves, find out what they, their own bodies needed, not, not a general program, but literally what does your body need? Mm-hmm. And then give them the tools to be able to get it, to really dive into all of that
0: nice and how so how does how does this work exactly how do P, what kind of stuff are you doing within mm-hmm. mo, the mobility method
1: So I have like a 26 movement screening process. Mm -hmm. So it just goes through, it's a way for you to go through your own body, see where normal range of motion should be and be able to write down and kind of assess where your body's at right now Mm -hmm. if it's not right there. So it's a really good kind of eye opener to even be able to say, oh, like my hip was supposed to do that. It definitely Mm -hmm. doesn't do that.
0: Oh man, (laughs) Does Does it include touching your toes at all? (laughs)
1: there is that
0: (laughs) oh my god I'd be so terrible at this
1: (laughs) (laughs) so so it goes through a whole thing and then um, within each restriction so it says if this is restricted here's some suggested exercises that you should go into first Mm -hmm. and it kind of guides people into the exercises that would work well for that particular restriction but it's also open to like if you want to just start at the hip module and just go through those movements and see what is not working well you can also just do that Mm -hmm. so it allows people to kind of have the freedom to create their own program. And the reason Mm -hmm. I do that is because I say it's more about consistency rather than how much time you're putting into something. So if you could pick one exercise to do in the morning, pick that one that's going to be best for you in the morning. Pick Mm -hmm. the two that is going to be your warm-up before you work out. The two that's going to be your cool-down after you work out. One Mm -hmm. that you're going to do when you're at work that gets you out of your chair. you know. And then all of a sudden you have these like seven movements you're doing every day, and you didn't have to been an hour doing it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so the mobility method really gives you an opportunity to continue to dive in find a new exercise find what's not working well or say all of a sudden you started feeling achy in this one region go back to the self-assessment see what's not working and see what exercises you can dive into
0: mm-hmm. okay i'm going to give you i'm going to give you a specific example and i'm going to use myself so <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know being a med having been a med student uh-huh. and having to sit sometimes for like not kidding like 10 to 12 hours sometimes just sitting and studying yeah i know what it's like to you know feel like like my back is just hurting or my neck is hurting from just being in bad or just sitting for 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 that long it's just it can't be healthy um and i did develop like some th- noticeable things but we as, as medical students my first two years we always had each other to work on each other like uh with osteopathic medicine manipulative medicine so mm-hmm. we were always diagnosing each other with these like uh you know musculoskeletal <laughs> disorders and treating each other so it helped get us through those hard times and now even as a resident you know sitting down a lot writing notes um mm-hmm. I do notice that I get low back pain And this is, low back pain is a very common complaint. Lots Mm -hmm. of people have low back pain. It's probably one of the most common things we see in family practice. So let's say I have some low back pain. It's achy, you know, sometimes standing too long and just, I don't feel right. What is like a specific thing that we would go through in the mobility method?
1: So then that I would say, okay, dive into the self-assessment and see what's not working well within your body. And, and honestly, you've got to pick the the movements that are going to be more specific for your body. Because that's the other thing. Um, I get DMs all the time of, I have this, I have that, I have this diagnosis, I have that diagnosis. What do I do? <laughs> and the thing is, there's not one perfect program for everyone. Yeah. And if there was, that would be awesome. And we, but it, we'd be more like robots then. Mm-hmm. But we don't. We don't function like that. We all have. We all favor a certain side. We all have different activities. We have different stressors. We have different work. We have different. So many things that happen in life that cause different things within every body. So can I see that breathing can be the number one thing that I take everyone back to? Sure. That's like a. I have that in the program, and I do guide people into that as well. And I say, I think that it would be best for you to dive into the self-assessment and then go through the breathing, make sure that's working well, because it's something that you can come back to when you're driving at night, before you go to bed, uh, when you're noticing that you're getting stressed out, when you're writing notes, come back to a breathing real quick and then finish. It could really have a huge impact on how you're guarding your body and possibly turning on muscles that don't need to be turned on at certain times. Mm -hmm. So, going back to the breath, going first into the self-assessment, then into the breath work, I think would be huge, especially mm-hmm. for low back pain. Um, and then I would say for you, you know, probably what's going to be restricted, and it's not always, but our, we need to look above and below. So especially if you're sitting a lot and or standing and you're working and you're, and you're kind of bent over and writing all the time, I would assume your thoracic spine is probably restricted. So moving into the thoracic mobility, morning, afternoon, and night would be huge. Um, And then moving into hip mobility. So -hmm. we have to look at just not where the pain is coming from, but what is not working well above and below the area that could be causing that low back to take on more tension than it needs to throughout the day.
0: Awesome. All right. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to try this mobility method out then.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm convincing you.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, So... So what kind of results have, uh, you know, the people that you've helped seen,
1: um, freedom within their body really. And just awareness. And I think the number one thing that you can do is give someone awareness of their own body, which it, it is so powerful. When you have, when you gain awareness of what's happening not just what someone's telling you mm-hmm. but within your within yourself it gives you the ability to take responsibility for yeah. your own body and you know you have the tools and i think we 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 rely too much on wanting that quick fix wanting someone else to help us wanting someone to do the work for us um, which somehow that mentality You just know
0: so- it on the head
1: Yeah. Somehow that mentality has gotten worse and worse. It seems over the years. Um, and I'm trying to reverse that. Like, no, you actually have the own, your own tools. You have the ability to help yourself. You know, we don't just like not brush our teeth every day and expect the dentist to fix everything. That Mm -hmm. that that wouldn't work, you know, you just have to get fake teeth then and just not take care of anything. But the reality is we have to do the work so that we don't have to go to the dentist and get these root canals and pay for all these expensive things. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to take care of our teeth so that we can sustain our teeth. Why are we not thinking of our bodies the same way? Why are we thinking of them as just a quick fix that's going to, you know, be relieved? Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Yeah.
0: 100% believe that we totally need to take responsibility and you know even you know people in busy careers people with busy schedules like i especially in medicine you know like the people i'm working with all the time i notice that a lot of them can let themselves go sometimes and it's not exactly their fault it's mostly because you know just the way healthcare is and the whole process of going through medical school and things like that can really take a toll on you and so we start to lose we start to neglect ourselves and that's a common issue with not just people in medicine but everyday people just slowly you start to neglect yourself and one day you just wake up and you're like oh all of these problems have just accumulated and now mm-hmm. you're you know in pain you're not moving right you're limited mm-hmm. in your mobility and that leads to a, a h- tons of other problems like you know not being able to exercise and tons. you know feeling depressed and things like that mm-hmm. and you also talked about your awareness which i think is so important um just knowing how your body feels can actually be healing in a way Mm -hmm. just you know focusing on that area Mm -hmm. who knows like there's still so much science to be done on you know in that field of you know medicine even though it's a little blurry the lines are a little blurry and, and doctors and people and you know just evidence-based medicine we can't we can't always wrap our minds around that but i totally believe in it and you some things you just gotta believe in and you know like i (laughs) I do it on myself you know sometimes i'll do some meditating or uh you know just really take my awareness inside and i can see and feel like results within my body Mm -hmm. and so i really love that you brought that up um so i guess what are your future goals and what kind of uh What's your, how do you want to impact people?
1: I want to give people the tools to empower themselves. I want to educate people to know that by giving yourself time to tune in, it is, there's so much that can come out of that. Because when we actually start to tune in, we say, are we stressed? What is happening? What is happening to my breath? Am I, am I always on guard or am I relaxing? How often throughout the day am I able to come back and relax into that breath? Mm-hmm. Or am I on, always in this constant state of stress? And what will that do to my body in the end? And even tuning into, oh, I ate this food and my stomach hurts. Instead of, let me just take this tum. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about, "What if I cut that, what if I cut back on that a little bit? And not all the way. I mean, believe me, I was in Greece and I ate all the things <laughs> <laughs> with zero guilt. Yeah. But, but just being able to tap in and tune in and say what our body needs and pay attention to that, it's going to give you so much back in the long run. And I hear all the time, well, I just want to live my life like I'm just enjoying enjoying life. And it's that's great for this moment right now. But what are you actually grateful for? Are you grateful for your ability to be able to move, to reach overhead, to to use your legs, to take care of your grandchildren, to pick up your kids? Are you grateful for those things? Because if you're not paying attention to these things, if you're not ta- paying attention to these little tiny things, it's event- it could eventually go away. So just living, (laughs) like in terms of eating whatever and not moving and just enjoying is only going to get you so far, but actually coming back to what am I actually grateful for that I have that I want to maintain because I do want to be there for my grandkids and I do want to be able to be active and I don't want to have a burden on my family of I'm the one that people are taking care of, but how can I take care of myself for the longest run and really coming back to the gratitude we always find it once it's injured, like, oh my gosh, I never knew how much I used my shoulder, yeah, or I totally. never realized how much mm-hmm. I used my hand until it's too late. Yeah. But what if I started to take appreciation back for that before it's too late?
0: Yeah, I t- I hurt my neck though like a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't turn, I couldn't look to my left, and so when I was driving, I literally couldn't look to the left to see if traffic was on was was coming when I was making a right turn, and so. That made me like so grateful for just being able to turn my neck, yep. and because I was so miserable, just something as little as that just made my life mm-hmm. just really annoying for that little bit. Yep. And it's so true that you really don't appreciate things until they're not working the way they are supposed to or until exactly. you don't have something anymore. You know it's like that saying you don't know what you have till it's gone. Yep. Um, and it's honestly very true. so I love that you said that and. Of course you know how okay so how can we do that what kind of how can we practice being more grateful for the things that we just already have you know something as simple as breathing and not having mm-hmm. COPD or you know things like that I think that's so important
1: um I practice gratitude on a daily basis and my boyfriend and I actually before we go to bed every night we say what are you grateful for today? And we go through three things we're each grateful for, whether that's in our bodies or whatever happened throughout the day or whatever that may be. But I think having a daily practice of remembering what you're grateful for or in the stressful moments, like, oh shit, my car just got towed. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I have a phone, that I can call someone, that I can get help. I'm grateful for whatever it may be. Like things are going to happen. That's called life. We yeah. all get to deal with these little things that happen and take us out of our our daily practice. But mm-hmm. when we're able to then step back and say, but what am I grateful for? Am I still here? Am I breathing? Am I okay? Am I injured? Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. I'm actually doing quite well. Mm-hmm. And you're able to remember that. It is key. It is everything. And I have clients and patients who, you know, they're constantly beating themselves up and mm-hmm. they say what's not working, what's not going well. And I say, okay, but what is, and we get back into, but what is your body able to do? How, uh, look at how amazing you have been. Look at what you can do and look at how we, we can find these moments of no pain. This is possible. And there's so much more that's, uh, that is able to come out of this. So we're going to continue to work to that, but you need to also be grateful for what you have. Mm -hmm. And when we're able to step back into that one, people usually cry. Because they haven't had compassion for themselves in a long time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and it gives you permission to say it's okay.
0: Wow. Well, you and Lewis are major couple goals, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's, uh, he's super inspiring, also. Um, so, Dr. Jen, I, I usually like to ask my guests at the very end of the podcast, you know, what does it mean to them to go beyond medicine? And mm-hmm. You know you're doing that in so many ways obviously but if you can if you have to you know just give it like one or two sentences what would you say
1: I would say going beyond medicine allows you to have the time to find compassion for yourself and for others
0: Wow, that is great that needs to be my tagline <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And how can people connect with you? Where can they follow you? And how can they, if anybody's interested in joining the mobility method, where can they go to learn more about that and even, uh, you know, sign up for that?
1: Yeah. So um, my Instagram is where you'll find all the things. And I am typically posting every day to kind of help in some kind of way. Um, So DocGenFit on Instagram is probably most frequently where I would be. Um, I do repost to Facebook for Doc Gen Fit on Facebook. So if people don't have Instagram, you can find it on Facebook. Um, and then I have my website, DocGenFit, where it has all the links to the programs and to blogs or anything else that you want to read and see.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Jen. It's a pleasure speaking with you. And, you know, hopefully we'll get to talk again soon sometime.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely podcast thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope we brought you some practical good advice that you can apply to your life guys if you could please do us the favor of sharing this telling people about it leaving us a comment subscribing all that will help us grow and help us spread our message also if you'd like to support our podcast you can go to our website and click support and it will help us grow this podcast and continue doing what we are doing and bringing you more high-quality guests like the one you just heard. Thank you, guys. Peace.